listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday, the 1st of February. This is Recap, made for you by Sharesies. And Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. Here comes the disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day there, Alice. Jose, you're back. I'm back. I'm back and I'm ready to rock and roll. Awesome. It's so good to be back. Uh, Thanks very much to Crystal for filling in for me yesterday. Really appreciate that. And uh, thanks, uh, Alice, for, for, for filling in on production as well. Hey, I made it. I made it through. You did. You did um, a great but, job. But something you said just then, it's the 1st of February. How, it is. How crazy. Like, I blinked and January was just over. Like that, eh? It was just gone. Yeah. There's so much going on. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. And tomorrow it'll be the 2nd, so it'll be the 2nd of the 2nd, uh, 22. Yeah, I mean, I was telling you just before, but I actually wrote that, like, typed that date out today, and it was so, like, kind of weird to write, because it was like, 0202022. Yeah, you, you're genuinely buzzed out by that, eh? Like, I think it's really yeah. cool, but you're, like, you're almost, is it almost like an ASMR thing with you? It feels like no, it is. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, it was just so, it was just quite trippy to write. Like, it is, it is, it's, yeah. and it's quite pleasing as well when you see all those uh, digits lined up. But let's crack yeah, on. Yeah, totally. Let's crack on. Uh, what are we going to start off with? Let's start off by taking a look at what's been happening locally. Alice, begin. Sure thing. So on the New Zealand Stock Exchange today, uh, a company called New Zealand King Salmon gave a trading update. Ah, okay. So before we get into that, though, can you give us the quick 101 on New Zealand King Salmon? Sure thing. So as the company's name suggests, New Zealand King Salmon is involved with aquaculture and specifically salmon farming. The company is actually the world's largest producer of King Salmon, uh, accounting for 50% of the world's market. And the company owns and operates around eight farms uh, in Aotearoa, concentrated around the top of the South Island, um, particularly around Marlborough Sounds. And in terms of the company's size, New Zealand King Salmon has a market cap of around $145 million. And in its half-year results, which were to the uh, six, which were for the six months to the end of July last year, um, they made about $80 million in revenue and about a $5.6 million loss. Uh, and on top of that, the company's dual listed on the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. Okay, thanks for that. So what was the trading update about today? The company's board advised that it's currently experiencing higher than expected sea farm mortality, which is another way of saying that it's experiencing higher rates of its salmon dying at its farms uh, than the company expected. So the company said that this is disappointing for their dedicated teams who closely monitor and care for their fish. Okay, so uh, did they say what, what's the cause behind all of this? Yeah, unfortunately, climate change. New Zealand King Salmon said that particularly warm seawater temperatures are contributing to these higher rates of mortality. Uh, the company said that this effect is most notable in Pelora Sound, which is where one of its aquaculture farms is based. Uh, and the company said that the situation is continuing to unfold and that it's deploying best practice measures to counter the summer heat and other stresses. And how is this impacting the company? 
New Zealand King Salmon advised today that this increase in mortalities will seriously impact the company's results for its 2022 financial year. Now that was to the end of January, so technically finished yesterday. Uh, before that, the most recent earnings guidance provided by uh, New Zealand King Salmon was for pro forma EBITDA or earnings before interest tax depreciation and amortization of between $10.5 and $12.5 million. Uh, but today the company said that while it's still quantifying the impacts of uh, these these current um, this current environment, it's estimating that the number will be reduced by around four or five million dollars. Right. So warming season, climate change, obviously posed some risk to the company. What's New Zealand King Salmon doing about it? So the company said that climate change and warming sea temperatures have been identified as key environmental, social and governance risks for the business. And New Zealand King Salmon has put measures in place to mitigate these, including adjustments to its farming model. One of these measures is applying for an open ocean farm called Blue Endeavour, which would be based further offshore in the cooler and deeper warmer waters of the Cook Strait. Uh, but the company said that the application for this farm has proven to be challenging and there was a resource consent hearing in December with a decision expected in the next few months. And finally, what's happened to New Zealand King Salmon's share price since this announcement came out? Uh, well, at the time of recording, its share price had declined around 15% today to $1.03 per share. Thanks very much for that, Alice. But has there been anything else happening locally? Yes, another New Zealand and Australian dual-listed company gave an update today. This time it was Ike GPS. Uh, well, we've chatted about Ike GPS quite a few times on Recap. It's a company that offers a platform for its customers to collect, measure and analyse data from overhead assets like power poles and wires. I think, I think that's right. Yeah, so Ike's yes. uh, customers are the likes of electric, utility, telecom and engineering companies. And we were uh, chatting about Ike GPS on Recap just the other week because it announced a contract extension with a key customer that uh, it expects to bring in around $4 million in revenue over the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. So what was Ike's news today? Ike GPS released an update for the nine-month period to the end of December 2021. Uh, highlights that the company called out included revenue for the nine months uh, of approximately 9.9 .9 million New Zealand dollars. That's 53% higher than the same period the previous year. Now, for the quarter to the end of December, Ike made around $4.2 million in revenue, and that was about double uh, compared to a at the same period a year earlier. Hmm. And what else happened during the quarter? I accept new contracts that closed during the quarter uh, are worth over $7 million. CEO Glenn Milne said that the period was the strongest yet for the business. And did the company say anything about its outlook? Yeah, the company said that the substantial increase of new contracts won year-to-date points to a strong potential forward revenue growth profile. The company also said that its sales opportunity pipeline has continued to develop robustly quarter over quarter. And then for the month of January 2022, the company said it's been positive in terms of demand and continued momentum, including the announcement of that contract extension that we just mentioned. And what happened to Ike's share price after the announcement was made today? Well, at the time of recording, Ike's share price is trading up 3.7% for the day at 84 cents per share. Thanks very much for that, Alice. Uh, and I have something to relate to you. Did you know that January has been an absolute blinder of a month in the video game world? 
Okay, I'm guessing that you're going to be talking about that huge Microsoft acquisition two weeks back. Yes, absolutely. As you remember, the video game publisher Activision Blizzard was snapped up by Microsoft for nearly 70 billion American dollars. That set a record for the tech sector. But also earlier that month and before we'd return from the summer break, Take-Two Interactive bought the mobile developer Zynga for nearly $13 billion. Uh, If you remember, uh, Zynga is the outfit that makes Farmville. Remember Farmville, among other games for your phone. So it's really been the summer of the video game company buyout, uh, but don't tell me that there's even more. There is, Alice. Sony today announced a deal to buy the video game developer Bungie for $3.6 billion. Okay, so who are the players in this story? I mean, Sony, I think we're all aware of as a company, but like, what's their interest in gaming? Yeah, Sony's the company behind the PlayStation console. Each version of the PlayStation has made the company billions of dollars. As of September last year, Sony reported shipments of the PlayStation 5 had passed 13.4 million. And in that last quarter, uh, gaming and the PlayStation accounted for roughly 26% of the company's overall profit. Now, Bungie is a much smaller company and was actually owned for a while by Microsoft until it split and went out on its own as a private company. Now, their game Halo sold millions and millions for Microsoft's Xbox console. And as testament to that, I can tell you that I lost many afternoons and nights to the game when I was a younger man. (laughs) So why is Sony interested in Bungie? Like, what do they bring to the table? So for Sony, the reasoning behind the acquisition seems to be that Bungie has a lot of expertise in making online live service games. So these are games where you play with other people around the world and the game is constantly being updated and uh, having new content generated for it. And according to PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan, that multi-platform live service uh, game is where the future is and buying Bungie helps accelerate Sony's growth in that area. So does Bungie just disappear into the belly of the Sony whale or what does the deal look like? Bungie will be an independent subsidiary of Sony Interactive Entertainment, to give it its full name. Now, Bungie retains its current CEO, Pete Parsons, and its management team. But most crucially for fans of Bungie's games, it will remain a multi-platform studio. Now, that means it doesn't look like they'll be producing games exclusively for the PlayStation. And it doesn't look like Sony's just done with buying Bungie. The CEO, Ryan, said that the company, quote, has many more moves to make, end quote. And there's even more gaming news, right? Yes, there is. The New York Times, which is a listed company on the New York Stock Exchange, has bought Wordle. Okay, so I've I've heard the word Wordle <laughs> thrown around so much lately, like even in our Sharesies Slack, like people <laughs> playing it. Can't say I've... Um, dabbled in it myself so can you just tell me like what is wordle alice you're missing out wordle is the current thing that everyone's been obsessed with online myself included Uh, it's a basic guess the word type of game that was made by a software engineer in new york Uh, basically you got five uh, chances to guess the word of the day it just exists on this guy's website there's no apps or anything and it's totally free Uh, there's no ads or anything like that now i went live in october had 90 users by November, 300,000 by January, and there are now literally millions playing the game. Wow, so it really sounds like the new Candy Crush. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> and do we know how much the Times bought it for? Now, that is disclosed, undisclosed as of yet, but its creator says the payout was in the low seven figures, so that's not a bad profit for over just over four months. 
And that takes us to the end of the show. That was a recap for the 1st of February. Thank you so much for joining us and listening. And you can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to get in touch, our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz. You can also leave a voice message. There is a link to that in the episode description. Matiwa. Bye.